Welcome to my super type A attempt at being Zen, the podcast. My name is Risha York, and I will be your host. If you are overworked, overtired, overstretched, overwhelmed, just over it, you are in the right place. We like to say we are currently working towards Zen-ish. I'm thrilled that you've joined us. Let's see who will be supporting us on our path to Zen today. Hello, hello again, and welcome to my super type A attempt at being Zen, the podcast. Today, I have Amy Price joining us. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Amy, tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, I am Amy Price. I am a professional organizer. I own a company called Spotless Mind, and it initially was a professional organizing business, but then... I discovered Marie Kondo. Oh. So now it's going to be a KonMari business. Right. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. That's like the short version of the awesome story of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us a little bit more about the awesome story of the Spotless Mind. How did you come to organizing? Okay. I was really depressed. Like living in a one bedroom apartment, sharing a bedroom with my child, just so depressed and accumulating stuff and not realizing that that was part of it right. at all. But um, I guess I had read somewhere that decluttering was like going to help with depression. So mm-hmm. I think my child was at school and I was like, ah, I'll just empty this closet out. And I just gutted it. I was like, oh my God, it looks so clean. And I cleaned it. Like I vacuumed and dusted and got rid of a bunch of crap I hadn't seen in five years right <laughs> yeah put it all back in so that it made sense and just that little tiny change was enough for me to be like oh this I like this this feels good yeah I knew I wanted to work for myself yeah I knew I wanted to run my own business and it was less than a week my husband and I had gone to a bookstore and the book was sticking out from the shelf practically calling me so I I walked across the room right to this book and it said how to run your own home organizing business. Oh, and great. Like, no way. <laughs> the universe, Thanks, universe. speaking to you. <laughs> so that's how it happened. That's amazing. That's how it happened. And I was like, I'm never looking back. You were chosen. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. Oh, man. It, it, it does kind of feel like that. <laughs> It's like divine intervention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I know. I love it so much. It's like, I can't even put into words how fulfilling it is. I bet. This. So tell me like those feelings, like how did it feel when you started organizing for others? I just got goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice because they call you because they're so overwhelmed and they're so beyond like I don't even know where to start I'm so just done yeah a lot of times they're just pissed off right so it's like okay I I got you yeah and they have this funny impression that I'm just going to make them throw everything in the garbage right and I'm like no yeah that's not my job or they think that I'm just going to do it for them and it's like no that's also not my job I need your help yeah I need you to help tell me what makes you happy it's more of a coaching situation yeah yeah especially with the KonMari 
Right. Because professional organizer can just go into your house and throw stuff out. Sure. But then where do you find it? Yeah. You have to be there to see where everything goes. Yeah. Unless they walk around and take a video. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had my way of doing it before. And I think my way was like the best until I saw Marie Kondo. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was at your house. Yeah. When I signed up for the course. And um, I think you were in a meeting over the phone with Rick. Maybe. I think so. And I was like, I, I, I was killing time. So I checked my email and I got the notification that they were opening up a day for people to come and learn the course. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So before even asking anyone's input, I had already like swiped my credit card. Right. Like, yeah. yes, I'm going, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know where I'm going to stay. And it doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going. Well, and when something's so in line, yeah. right. And something's so in line with what you know you need for your business or what you know you need for yourself. Mm -hmm. You just, you say yes. Yeah. You're great that way. I make decisions fast. Yeah. Too fast, my husband would tell you. Too fast. <laughs> like I took my car in for an oil change and I came home with an SUV. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, this was the car I actually wanted. <laughs> right. I didn't want the car. I wanted this. <laughs> right. So whatever. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah. Okay. So um, let's go back a little bit more. I, sure. my sister was like, can you, you want to come over and hang out and watch this show that's just come up on Netflix? And I was like, uh, what is it? And she's like tidying up with Marie Kondo. I was like, Ugh. I mean, I guess my ego was like, I don't need this. Right. Come on. But I get to hang out with my sister. So I'll do it. So <laughs> I get there one episode and I was like, I have to go. I have to go home. And she's like, wow. I'm like, I have to go organize my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, right. I totally get it. Yeah. And then I think I got to episode six while I was purging my stuff in my apartment. I was like going through all the categories. Like, right. As fast as I possibly could. Yeah. You're a quick learner. You're a quick study. Thank you. No, you are right. You're I the kind of, and you put things into action very quickly. I tend to. Yeah. I, I know personally procrastination is the killer of action. It, I, if I don't do it now, I won't do it. Right. That's just me. For you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, I think I messaged my sister from my bedroom floor. Uh, I think I was on my book category or my, I, my papers. I don't even know, but the, uh, the, it was still playing Marie Kondo on the TV sure. <laughs> episode six. And I'm like, I'm going to do this for a living. Like mark my words. Yeah. And then I signed up for the email. Like, let me know when there's a course open. Yeah. Yeah. And they did. And they give you four dates to choose from. Yeah. And it was in New York. And I was like, ah, I can go to New York. Yay. Yeah. New York's amazing. And even that story itself is magical. Yeah. How that worked out. So yeah. Cause you ended up having to stay. Tell us about that. Okay. So something in my heart and soul was telling me to tell this other client that I have that I was going to be in New York for a seminar. And she's like, are you, you should stay with my daughter. Oh, she lives in New York. Nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, could we set that up? That would be wonderful. Yeah. Save you a good couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they hadn't named the venue yet, but I was already set up to stay with this girl. Yeah. So I was going to figure it out when the time came, they gave us the venue. It was point. Four miles. Oh, from her house. From her house. Amazing. I got to walk. 
That's I was the perfect. only person in walking distance. That's amazing. Goosebumps. Yeah, perfect. No, that was meant to be. That was, was so meant good. to be. Yeah. And then when Marie came in and did her speech, we were all so excited. Yeah. And that's how the whole seminar started was Marie came in and did her speech and then her um her translator translated. Yeah. And by the end of it, we were all just really zen. So zen. I can imagine she would put you in that place. Oh. There. So can we talk for a second about all the misunderstandings around Marie Kondo? There's so many. Because people get so... Hmm. People get so attached to stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've experienced this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and put this in the form of a question. Do you feel like the aggression that people feel towards Marie Kondo is actually a fear of losing their stuff? That that actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's funny too. Like the so many people are like, "Oh, she she's just given up. She's not even doing it anymore." What more would she have to do? I mean, once it's done, it's done. Yeah. She just has to pick up after her toddlers now. Yeah. So that's what she said. I'm not I'm not going all out to keep my place perfect. I'm not aiming for perfection. It's never been about perfection. Yeah. It's always just been I want to come home and feel supported. Yeah. And she still does, even if her house is a mess. Yeah. And it's going to be a mess with three toddlers. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like yeah. <laughs> that's where she's given up. She's like, I'm not going to clean every day. No, no, it's, and we're also, we talked about this a few times in this podcast, but also just generally in life. I think this conversation comes up a lot for me. You're in a phase, right? Where everything's temporary and I'm pretty OCD and coming into having children. Mm-hmm. I can't keep that up. That's no. not a thing. No. Maybe once they're teenagers or out of my house, I can go back to a place where everything is pristine and mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to be and clean on a level that I want it clean. Yeah. But at this point in time with a seven-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, it's a hard no. It, it is. It's not, it doesn't support my zen. Mm-mm. Right? It just would feel like someone scratching at the inside of my brain. Right. Which I'm trying to eliminate. That's smart. That's smart. Because there's there's no need for extra cortisol. No. Right? No. And when they become teenagers, even if they're not out of your house, you'll never see them. <laughs> like your space can be clean for the yeah. most part. If you, if you train them to use the dishwasher. I mean, that's my biggest issue at home now. It's like the dishwasher's empty. Right. I'll actually leave the house with the dishwasher open. As someone who is a professional organizer... Do you have a dishwasher method and do you get mad when people don't do it your way? I'm the Scandinavian architect and the rest of them are the raccoons on meth. Yeah. I've seen the meme. Have you seen the meme? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel as though even the raccoons on meth feel as though they're the Scandinavian architect. They think they're doing a fine job. My husband rearranges the dishwasher after I load it and I... I rearrange it after he loads it. And it's just like a constant, like, what is with the dishwasher? I don't know. We just got a new one and I can't figure it out yet. I haven't, I'm trying to load it the way I used to load my old one and it's not. Uh-huh. I know. It's, it's not working. And because you have OCD, it's probably making you kind of stressed. It's making me stressed. And you're yeah. like, okay, no. I've, I've decided <laughs> to leave it be. And so I let my husband do it. It stresses me out too much to like try and figure out one day when I have 
time on my hands and I'm looking for something to do. Maybe. But at the moment, I'm like, this is not my hill to die on. No. As long as things get clean. It's hard to get to that place. Yeah. We have to remember the dishwasher uses way less water than washing the dishes. So even if it's only half full, it's not, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. And like, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily trust the kids to load it and run it, but any adult good enough. It's good enough. Sure. As long as stuff's not completely overlapping, you should be fine. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I know I'm trying to eliminate my stress around the dishwasher. (laughs) It exists. It's truly a thing. Yeah. But I think my biggest hang up is when the dishwasher is full of clean dishes and the sink is full of dirty ones. And I'm like, how can we start? Yeah. How come no one's done this yet? (laughs) There's that too. Yeah. 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 Especially in a household full of adults. I think the dishwasher is like a universal metaphor. I try and think of it because everybody has a hang up around it. Everybody. I, there's very few people I have ever met mm-hmm. who's like, I don't care. Load a dishwasher. However you load a dishwasher. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know anybody <laughs> that laid back about the dishwasher no. either. Come to think of it. It's an actual thing. I have a client and she, she feeds me every time I'm there. And if I put the cup on the wrong side, she, I watch her and I'll do it on purpose just to watch her do it. <laughs> I love her so much. No, the glasses go here. The mugs go here. The spoons go in the right. But she lives alone. So yeah. Well, and that's like another she thing to fight with anybody. You know, it. we often have a conversation um, with my dad because he's like, "You've got dishes all over the counter," and I'm like, "Right, but we're there's four of us." Mm-hmm. Right. I can't drop everything right after a meal and clean everything up. I've got a toddler running around. I've, it's just not. Mm-hmm. possible so we batch clean things so it's like we we switch the dishwasher every morning but we do hand dishes maybe every two to three days and I say we and I mean my husband oh good because aren't you lucky I don't <laughs> I don't like dishes it's my least favorite right. I'll do almost everything else same. it's just my least favorite same and you know I sometimes I sometimes give the excuse that I'm too vain and I I like my nails to be nice but it's not that I just find it tedious and I don't enjoy being at the sink that long he does he'll put a podcast on and he'll take his time I do everything with urgency so I just rush through it and get it done right So we just have this different, and so everybody's going to have their different schedule, how they come at given tasks, Mm -hmm. right? But as someone who is um, a recovering perfectionist and, you know, working on my path to Zen, there's stuff I'm trying to learn to let go. And that's one of those things. So hard sometimes. It is. And it's a universal conversation. Almost everyone I talk to has an issue with mm-hmm. dishes one way or the other yeah and it's funny like I my husband does he knows that I do everything he'll say like oh god I'm the worst I'm like no 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 no. he's like well thank you I'm like don't thank me no why not thank you well because it's a partnership yeah, I know but it's nice to be I guess appreciated yes but like, <laughs> I don't thank him for going to work every day well does he thank you for going to work every no day? No, but do you thank him for other things? He Everything. Does? Well, then Constantly. let him I'm thank like, you. Amy. I guess, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay to be appreciated. It is. It is. But it's like, 
he knows how I feel about the dishes and he feels the same way, but he'll do them. Right. He'll do them. Especially if I'm like, okay, babe, this is my list. Tell me what to do. Cause I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And he'll tell me usually the thing that's like the self-care thing. Yeah. Go do the shower. Yeah. Go, go make you yourself feel better. better. I'll go wash the dishes. I'm like, yeah, I love you. Yeah. Dishes are my least favorite. Laundry. So tell ever. me, tell me, oof, laundry is your favorite ever. I love laundry because of KonMari's folding method. I like thoroughly enjoy folding. Clothes. Oh, interesting. It's like, I have four bags in the basement. If you want to yes. sit down after this. Okay. <laughs> No, it's, oh, I love it. So tell me, I mean, what is based on all of this, your version of Zen? Okay. Every time I think of Zen for me, I actually have a, a place. Okay. Tell I me go. about, tell me about your place. Okay. So it's, it's like a drive. I drive there and then I hike. Okay. And it's on a little tiny lake. And it's got all the sounds. I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it. It's like a place of power for me. Nice. I get there and it's, I'm just quiet. I bring my my journal and I bring a camera and I just sit there. And the longer I sit there, the more awe yeah. I feel. It's the, the coolest thing ever. And it doesn't matter what time of year it is either. Right. And it's just, where is it? Pine Lake. Pine Lake. It's a snowmobile trail. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nice. So- if I'm there in the winter, a lot of times I'll, I'll meet a snowmobiler, but it's like, I used to go fishing there. I used to take my dogs there. I used to take my kid there. Like, it's just, it's a little peninsula and it's like, oh, I don't even know what it is about that spot, but. And it's in Muskoka. Yeah. Yeah. It's close to home. We're so lucky to I live know. in this gorgeous, ridiculous space. I know. I know. It's stunning. And it's. It's funny too, because if you're having a moment of depression, all you have to do is pretend you've never been here before. Yeah. <laughs> and start all over again. It's like, wow, I wow. haven't noticed that before. Yeah. The, it's so beautiful. The other night, um, I was driving home from an event. I think I was doing a keynote. And the planets, Saturn and Jupiter, were like two inches apart in the sky. Kissing. Yeah, it was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. And they were so bright. Yeah. And I literally pulled my car over and was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I hope those aren't aliens. <laughs> it was so bright. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, that's all we need after, you know, 2020 <laughs> and like everything else that's been going on. Now the aliens have finally come. Uh, <laughs> that's just a passing thought. I wouldn't yeah. even be shocked at this point. No, no. I no, just be like, I'm, yep. I'm kind of on the opposite side. Like, oh man, I hope that's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been like that though. Like, I did have this moment where I was like, is it moving? They look like they're moving. <laughs> no, it's Earth is. And I was like, keep driving, Risha. You're tired. You're like, <laughs> just keep driving. <laughs> but it's amazing. And then I got home and my husband was like, did you look outside today? It is so bright. You can see the nebula at the tip of Orion's belt. And I was like, what? Oh, probably from your backyard from our, yeah. Right from our front yard, like right out front. It's amazing because we don't have streetlights in our neighborhood. So it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So 
I stepped outside and I was like, wow, he handed me binoculars and you could see it with just binoculars. Oh man, that would have been spectacular. It was amazing. But same it. idea, right? Like we just live in this space and I do not take it for granted. I do not because we moved here on purpose for that reason. Mm -hmm. It's funny. My brother kept saying, oh, to my sister and I, you, you guys have moved to the city. I was right. like, but why? Yeah. Like I would be planning my retirement in Muskoka and I'm already here. Yeah. Why would I leave? Yeah. I love it here. Different things but for different right. people, there's right? more opportunity. Well, there's opportunity, but you can create your own opportunity. We live in a global world now. Oh yeah. Everything's right beside you. Everything's online. Yeah. I know. It is funny too. During, during COVID, um, KonMari Incorporated actually sent out um training to people who'd already gone through the training on how to do remote oh smart for people that's yeah. really smart and I was like oh thank you yeah because I was like how how do we do this now like I want to be able to do this but yeah technically when you don't have your first client completed you're not really finished until you're finished right so I'm like because I'm still technically in training yeah I don't want to always be in training I really want someone to be like yes okay come organize my life yeah From start to finish I commit Ooh, let's talk I Amy. need to commit okay. let's talk <laughs> I'm in I'm getting to that point where it needs a new overhaul we did the minimalist challenge one year and it was really fruitful we got rid of so much stuff and then uh we had a flood on oh. January 1st in our crawl space and you've seen it it's over packed and over I'll show it to you but the flood again this year this year and um it cost us a few thousand dollars to have to deal with all of that but ultimately it got rid of a lot of things um not because we wanted to no, just because we had, had to. to um but I feel better about it I know it's so weird it's like yeah the the main question I'm so sorry to me to cut you up no like the main question I think to ask people but I'm afraid to because I don't want to like freak them out but it's like if you lost everything to a fire yeah what would you miss the most yeah and it's ask like, it I know just ask it and I, it just feels so snotty I don't it's know it's not snotty I, you know what I think it's we need to start to really think about the things that are important in our lives we get so caught up and I'm using the royal we here right mm -hmm. um and I'm actively working so hard around this too stuff is not my thing mm -mm. not really about stuff and so it's tough when you see someone who's say struggling with depression or struggling with anxiety or having a hard time staying organized when they have so much stuff. <laughs> and I'm just dying to say, well, fill a backpack <laughs> and let's start over. And I don't want to belittle, and I'm sure this is how you feel. You don't want to belittle whatever connection they have to that stuff. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you know, marketing and capitalism and all this stuff is coming at us constantly asking us to buy more things and have more stuff. Like I need that. Yeah. So the thing, the thing that gets me the most about, well, there's like so many points about the KonMari method that gets me. Like when you go through the entire process, by the time you get to the end of it, 
you're a more efficient consumer. Right. You walk into your home and it's like a breath of fresh air and it's not this overwhelming weight. Yeah. And just, you can't sleep at night. It's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you get a lot of really good stuff from KonMari and by the end of it, you're, everything is different for you. You don't buy stuff that's unnecessary anymore. You don't waste your money. Yeah. Like even it's funny too. Like a lot of people that go through the process find that they start purging relationships with people. Yeah. And with food. That's interesting, isn't weight. it? They 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 completely change. Yeah. For the better, obviously. And like why do you think that health. is like mental wh- health is better? What is it that she's teaching that's creating this new balance? I believe it is the respect for the planet. Cause it's huge. Like that's your only home. Yeah. And you're sharing it with millions of other people, billions of other people. Is that why you find that space that you've chosen as your Zen space? So relaxing because it's you're surrounded. Yeah. It's neat though, because you don't feel alone. Even if you're out there all by yourself, you're surrounded by all the other consciousness yeah. Like the trees and the rocks and the water and the birds and the frogs and the yeah. tadpoles and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I just love it. Yeah. And if I can't get to it, I could just like meditate and think about it. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yes. You come naturally to meditation? No. 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 Please explain to all of those out there. So I have this ongoing battle with at least, at least five clients a year. Mm-hmm. push back on me very hard okay. on meditation okay there's two things um if you didn't crawl as a baby it's very hard to meditate <laughs> i'm serious you have to crawl before you can walk right so for people who didn't crawl there's this thing where you very gently and slowly put your fingers together and you rub them yeah and you feel the ridges of your fingerprint. And you do that for five to 10 minutes a day. And that rewires your brain to prepare it for meditation. Come on. Seriously. Yeah. I've been doing it a lot. And as I'm doing it, I'm thinking of my Zen space. That's amazing. And it's like, oh man, I've been having like premonition dreams and like, I, uh, it's just silly. That's awesome. It's it's crazy. That's not silly. I love it. That's incredible. But I also should brawl. Yeah. Honestly, because like. (laughs) I don't think I actually have ADHD. I think I just went from sitting to running. Yeah. And so did my kid. And we're both just like, Aah. yeah, you know, you and I are the same that way. We have a lot in common <laughs> in that space. We're hyper achievers. Oh yeah. And yeah. Recovering perfectionists. Yeah. That too. It's, yeah. I don't know why we hold ourselves to such a high standard when we don't do that to others. I, I don't know. Uh, I sometimes do it to others. I try really actively not to. That that was a lesson I had to learn. Mm. Like I went through probably a decade of feeling let down by people on a regular basis before I realized that I was expecting so much more out of people than they were capable of giving. Right. Yeah. Right. I probably had a decade of that. Okay. Maybe I I do expect that of other people. (laughs) I'm hearing you say it. I'm like, I still do that. I still do that. (laughs) Yeah. And I do still do that. But now I try and have a more realistic conversation with myself. So it's, it's one of those, okay, Risha, are you like the feelings are valid? Mm -hmm. 
but the expectations are not. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. It's okay to feel left out or overlooked or ignored or that's okay. You can examine those feelings. Mm-hmm. But is it because it is something you did not say you were expecting or you have set expectations that only exist in your mind, mm-hmm. not out in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. And so if I am being honest with myself in those moments, I can say, okay, I did not clearly state that this was my expectation. So while it's okay to feel offended, it's not fair Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to the other person. Right. So I can be offended on my own terms. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But I can't be angry at them. That's That's not fair. fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. That makes sense. So I try to come at it from that angle, but it's tough. It's tough. I think, you know, we'll also watch programs or listen to other people's stories and someone will pass a judgment without even realizing they're passing judgments like oh your husband doesn't do that for you or your kids don't have this going on and you have this moment in your mind you're like why not yeah why don't they Mm -hmm. and then and that's why comparing to other people is bad 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 for everyone involved um but then you go home and you maybe have these silent expectations that are bubbling in your head and you turn to your kid and you're like, why don't you ever do this? And they're like, because you've caught them completely off guard. You've never expected them to do that before. And now you've got this new set of expectations. Mm-hmm. I feel like this comes from comparing with others. Yeah. Right. I think, I think yeah, you hit the nail on the head. A cyclical thing that yeah. happens. And so if you can catch yourself in it, you can eliminate that stress. Yeah. And now I'm just like, oh, please don't let me be the reason they need therapy. Mm. They're all going to need therapy. And I would actually argue we all need therapy and we're all the reasons. Like, don't worry. I'm trying to break the cycle myself. Sure. I can appreciate that. I think, though, you have to understand nobody is perfect. No, no. But I kind of wish I learned about, you know, gentle parenting. Sure. Before my kid turned 17. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm actively looking for a parenting coach to interview on this podcast because it has been a frequent conversation around how do you maintain Zen when you're parenting and you're not feeling like you're being heard or you're not feeling like what you're saying is landing. How can organization and purging things that we don't love or need bring us a more relaxed space oh wow okay so like there have been numerous studies done around this subject um the more things that you have the higher your cortisol okay the worse your sleep the worse you're eating, like, because you're not sleeping well, you're not going to have the energy to make yourself good food. You're just going to reach for the chips. Right. It's the easiest thing. It's right there. It's already made. Right. So, um, they actually, the one study in particular that I'm thinking of is, uh, children. They gave, they had a room full of children, like toddlers. Yep. And they put 16 toys in the room and the kids were just bouncing between toy and toy. They weren't really using their attention span for any length of time at all. They yeah. lose interest. They'd fight over the toys with other kids. 
then they did the same study, different kids, four toys. Right. And it was like 40, 40 times longer they spent with those toys. Yeah. And it was, it was easy to clean up. Yeah. Less stuff. <laughs> less stuff to pick up. Oh, you are really making me rethink our playroom. So, I mean, you can get three-year-olds to do the KonMari method. You can get three-year-olds to tell you what they love and what they don't. Yeah. Um, It can be done. Yeah. But it's neat how, like, people don't realize that having less stuff is actually going to help their mental health. It's so funny because you've got the opposite end of the spectrum where people are like, I'm sad. I need retail therapy. Right. And then they go out and they buy the stuff and nine times out of 10, they don't take the tags off of it or, you know, they don't even welcome it into their house. It right. just kind of goes into a pile or in a bag. Yeah. And then they go out and do it again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. It's just overwhelming. Yeah. And then it, when it comes time to clean, it's like you can't even reach things to clean because you're stepping around all the stuff that you bought. Another thing people were saying is, uh, look at all that stuff around you. That used to be money. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, if you want to retire yeah. nicely and well off, I think I'd like to do that. So it's funny. I, I will continuously go through my own belongings mm -hmm. and downsize. I don't think I have to do it again. I think I finally found my click point. Right. R Marie refers to it as the point where it's like the perfect amount of stuff for you. Right. But nobody else in my house has. So my right. house still kind of feels overwhelming when I get home, but I can't, I can't force them. No, they have to be willing. Yeah. So it's funny how many times my husband will say, oh, I can't believe how many pairs of shoes I have. I don't need nine times, like 9%, 90% of them. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. And then his t-shirt drawer, he pulls one out and they all come out and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I'm not looking at your dresser ever again. Yeah. <laughs> You're not 10. Ooh. You can do this, honey. You can do this. <laughs> I love him so much, but I'm just like, I keep my cortisol nice and low by not looking in his dresser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that. I, it's why I don't go in the playroom. Okay. That's good. The playroom causes me so much stress. I, and I will say to my husband, I need the laundry to be switched, but I don't want to go down there. And his office is down there. I also don't enjoy his office. It all um, needs, everything needs to be put away in there. Mm -hmm. And I can't be in that room. Yeah. It causes me stress. And you can see my space is pretty basic. You know, I, I really work hard to keep things relatively minimalist. I'll have a couple things, but they mean something. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And that's it. It's I don't have a, a lot of things in my space and I want my space to also clean up in a way where it looks like nothing's there right so my laptop my whole my whole setup for work my whole desk folds up into the one desk drawer and it can turn into a empty table I love that it just makes me feel like everything has a place it's Same. nice and clean. Yeah. It's funny. My husband and I collect records. So oh, yes. You have a lot of records. Yeah. We're up to, I think, 600. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he just keeps ordering more. In fact, he wants another one for his birthday. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but only because we're ordering it from the States and, and just getting really angry about the duty. The oh, excess yeah. duty. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm already paying this much. In anyway. Yeah. That's another story. Yeah. Um. We 
we had an old system. It's all Ikea stuff. Right. But the old Eket things. Has gone end of life now. Actually, it's funny because you can still buy it. Yeah. So why did they say it was going in? I don't even know. I don't even know. There's so many people that are saying this is happening and then it never actually. Maybe there's a big uproar in vinyl fans every time they try. But the Kallax holds more. Yeah. And it's like more room to reach in and pull the records out. Like it's their 13 inch cubes, not 12 and a half inch cubes. Some people be like, that doesn't even matter, but it does. It does matter. It does. So, so we we had the two big shelves. We got the three by four. We got two of them. Mm-hmm. But we did that so that we could organize our living room. So now the whole thing is uniform. We've got like the two collax units. There's speakers in between. So there's like that perfect place to sit to listen to records. Yeah. And then you go a little bit further over and it's my office. Right. So it's all uniform. It's all white collax shelves and it's like matches. So organized. And my desk is just like yours. It's completely bare. It's like most keyboard monitor. Done. I got my cute little rainbow slug from the dollar store. That's like a 3D printed thing. And I just love him so much. I named him Earl. (laughs) But like, I love him. I've been looking for him since April. Thank you for joining us for part one of Amy Price's interview. Tune in for part two and like and subscribe to get new interviews and chats every two weeks. We look forward to having you back. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit www.yorkmotivational.com for more information on my super type A attempt at being Zen, the coaching program, lead without permission, or visit our contact page to reach out to Risha. Wishing you all continued balance and fulfillment on your road to Zen.